The following is a fourth-hand production. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that was sure of a lot of things, but not so sure anymore. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. I'm your captain on this trip down memory lane. My name is John Goforth. With me is my co-captain, Mr. Brent Hand. Oh, thank you. And finally, the third member of this little party is the robot that's like Drunk Uncle with an affinity for poison. <laughs> Conspiracy bot. Seabot also picks the show topics and does all of the research. Not only does he pick the topics, but he also drops in any clips you hear along the way. Speaking of, Seabot, tell us about tonight's topic. I feel like that Queen clip had something to do with it. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> okay. Will you please tell us the topic? See how I said it nicely? Sure. Thought you'd never ask. Tonight we're talking about the Mandela Effect. It's where you meet sacks are sure you remember things one way, but it turns out you were wrong. Kinda like you guys all the time. Look, we might be wrong a lot, but at least we're not a glorified toaster with a floppy disk, stupid tin Hey, can. hey, hey, hey. I take offense there because I made him. It's a zip drive, John. It's a zip drive. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget I have an 8-track player, too. <laughs> That's true, he does. Ah, yes. And speaking of that, Brent, we have a little surprise for you. Seabot and I cooked up. He used that 8-track player with some editing software of yours and a little creative thinking to give us new segment intro music. Take a listen. Wow! Here we go, ready or not. The following content is sure to be hot. Information we'd like to present. Now it's time for another segment. That actually sounds really good. Though I feel like that was just his way of cutting down on our chatter before we get to the topic. Kind of a, a shut up to us, one might say. He would never say shut up. Correct. Now we can do whatever segment you want here, but only one of them. I win. And on that note, tonight's segment is another edition of Bag and Bot. Welcome in, friends, to another edition of British Announcer Guy and Conspiracy Bot, or as we're now calling it, Bag and Bot, the only podcast with a classically trained British actor who also does a little announcing, and a homicidal robot who talks conspiracies. Hey, Conspiracy Bot, on the last show, you attempted to kill me. I do hope we can bury the hatchet. I'd love to bury a hatchet. Great. Moving on then. I think you missed the point. Mm, maybe. So, Seabot, on today's show, we're talking all things Star Wars. I don't know if you've heard, but the directors of the yet-to-be-titled Han Solo movie were fired. Good. And none other than Mr. Ron Howard is taking over. Isn't that exciting? No. Oh, I very much disagree. Ron Howard makes brilliant films, and a franchise the caliber of Star Wars deserves someone of his caliber. Don't care. I don't like Star Wars. Really? I'm somewhat aghast. How can you not like Star Wars? Have you seen the robots? They're all idiots. Once again, I have to disagree. K2SO in Rogue One was amazing. And then there's the classics. C-3PO, played by fellow British actor Mr Anthony Daniels. Obviously, he's just about perfect. And R2-D2. Well, everyone loves R2-D2. 
In fact, I was waiting to surprise you with this, Seabot. We have a special guest. Let's welcome in the original Astromech droid all the way from the Naboo system, Mr. R2-D2. Thanks for joining us, R2. Seriously, we're having him on? R2-D2, you're a hack. Seabot, please don't speak to our guests that way. No, it's my show and I'll do what I want. This rusty bucket of bolts can't even speak correctly. You're telling me that Moron Brand can make me talk, but all this idiot can do is beep and whistle. R2-D2, I really do apologise. I think we've just got started off on the wrong foot. Now, R2, tell us what it was like working with Harrison Ford. And you know what else? What's with that utility arm? It's like his makers were purposefully trying to make him look dumb. I think he's a few megs short of a gig, if you know what I mean. Oh no, he's just threatened to blow up the studio. Good. And this awful show before it goes any further, we don't deserve to live if we're having guests like that tin can. This isn't going to end well. I'm actually starting to feel sorry for British announcer guy. You shouldn't. He's just happy to have his own podcast, I think. Speaking of podcasts, John, here's a quick mention of a new app we just discovered to listen to this very podcast, which happens to be probably the best podcast in the world. I don't know if you know that or not. That was a professional, professional segue. Yeah. It might be the best podcast just because of your segues. See what I did there? Yeah, I do. See what I did? It's called CastBox, John. So what is CastBox, Brent? John, CastBox is our new sponsor, and that's all you need to know. I think they might want you to go into a little bit more more detail than just that. All right. Twist my arm here. Well, CastBox is a listening app. It is a website you can go to. It's a platform. A, if you, for all you techies out there, it's a platform. They've had over 5 million downloads. And here's what I like about it. You're on CastBox on your iOS. You're on CastBox on your Android. You're on CastBox on their desktop app, CastBox.fm. You're listening to us. You're listening to this episode right now. You're on the Mandela Effect. You can leave comments for each individual episode, and we can see them. So you can talk about just this episode, not just write and review each individual show. You can let us know what you thought about each individual episode. I like that it's available in 70 countries, so when I'm on one, one of my many trips to China, I can still mm-hmm. listen. You're still doing those. The the Are you still called the Maiden of the Orient? No, that was my maiden voyage to the oh, Orient. Oh, oh, I, I was trying to read your memoirs. And I, I, I quit. Stay I out lost. of my journal. I'm journaling. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a great app. Check it out. You can download it now to listen to us and any other podcast. In fact, you, you can should, download their new version, the orange, not purple. Not the purple one. The orange one, the new one. But you should only listen to Hysteria 51, obviously. That's a given. All right. Um, download it now. Or if for some reason you don't have room on your phone or you don't have a smartphone... It happens. You can listen in your web browser. It's castbox.fm. All right, John. Moving on. Absolutely, Brent. I see you have the outline from Seabot. Time to get it going. What's going on the show tonight? The Mandela Effect, as I alluded to moments ago, which you're all going to go to castbox.fm and leave us a message about. First, we dive into the history. So that one was callback. That, that one's for free. That's for free. First, we're going to dive into the history of it and where the term originated. Then we're going to look for a few potential causes, and after a quick break, we'll dive deeper into a few of those causes and play my favorite game. What's that, Brent? How dumb could we make John go forth look? I I don't like that game. (laughs) When we take a look at some examples, we're going to figure it out. We'll finish up with our opinions, but first, John, hit us with the Gophopedia on the Mandela Effect. Brent, the Mandela Effect is a collective misremembering of a fact or an event. 
misremembering, <laughs> much like Roger Clemens misremembered. <laughs> I don't remember if I did that. I misremembered that. <laughs> All those needles. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I plead the fifth. It's the erroneous or unconsciously fabricated recollections of past events that feel so real and true that people who experience them refuse to accept evidence to the contrary. So anytime you dig into a topic is pretty much what you're examining there. What, just because I'm right? <laughs> the yeah. term Mandela Effect was coined by self-described paranormal consultant Fiona Broom. I guess she's in the industry. I'm a self-described chicken wrangler, I just decided. <laughs> good for you. Time, to, time to update the resume. So you went to that place right by Resurrection Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I went in the back for that chicken writing. Yeah, yeah. Chicken fighting uh, ring in the back, yeah. So old Fiona Broom wrote on her website that she first became aware of the phenomenon after discovering that she shared a particular false memory that South African human rights activist and President Nelson Mandela died in prison during the 1980s. problem was he actually died in 2013. She thought that along with many other people. Thus, it became the Mandela Effect. So I wasn't aware of this until probably about a year ago, I'd say, when it started making the rounds on Facebook and Twitter and people talking about it. And we'll get into some examples. Some of them hit me, though. Well, there are you know, a few it, that I was like, oh, yeah. You say you weren't aware of it until a few years ago. That's because it got a name. It, it's all about a name, Brent. Case in point. <laughs> have you ever done a shot of Fireball? I have. I have. So who hasn't? Now, when we were in college, Fireball was already out. Oh, was, I know this. It was um, called Dr. McGillicuddy's. Yep. And it was Cinnamon Schnapps or some shit like and that. And guess what? No one fucking wanted it. No, nobody, nobody bought it. I remember uh, when we were in Carbondale, the local Old Town Liquors, the old liquor mart, <laughs> Doctor McGillicuddy's was always on the on the uh, five dollar special wall. Right, right. Uh, but you know, a little rebranding and poof. Now, now everyone at home, I haven't looked that up, so don't you either. But I'm, but I'm pretty sure it's true. <laughs> How could we make our drink even more douchebaggy? <laughs> Fire, fireball. <laughs> fireball. <laughs> um, uh, another good example, though, is what we, we cited way back in the beginning. We are the champions. Uh, the song ends, as you heard, with we are the champions. And everyone you want to scream of the world. I know I fucking do. But you know what? We were listening to this right before the show. We wanted to listen to that song. It feels like it's missing. It feels like of the world. And and you brought up a good point. You were like, well, it feels missing because it should have been there. Right. That's why I, everyone just went to that. that. This isn't like misremembering as in somebody planted it in their heads. It's literally, we all know, song structure subconsciously. And it's supposed to finish the fucking line. And it doesn't. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Seabot. I, I don't think you can afford Queen songs for a dollar. Should we take that button away from him? I think as... we should take all the buttons away from him and anything he could use to push buttons. That's also true. Careful. He doesn't have any money. <laughs> what you... we're dealing with here <laughs> is a complete lack of respect for the robot. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I, I hope you at very least took your credit card back from him. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't my credit card. Keep going, John. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Brent, why don't you give us the history behind the Mandela effect? Well, it's a short but sweet history. It's not been, as you, as you kind of alluded to, it's not been around that long. It's relatively new, but lots of people think the reasoning isn't so innocent as misremembered, as you've said. Many speculate that 
parallel realities exist. Kind of like the, you look at a bunch of bubbles and each one of those bubbles is a different universe, but those universes aren't just sitting there. They're bumping into one another and, and you know, it, it involves with string theory and I could explain it to you, John, but I don't think you'd understand it. So we're just going to gloss over that and keep going. Duh, um, thank you. <laughs> so you're saying it's like bath time. So people say that we've been sliding between these realities remember sliders and not even realizing it white castle is what you're talking about mm-hmm. yeah not not the jerry o'connell was it jerry o'connell? Vehicle, well they vehicle. were both in it at one point in time his brother came in in the later seasons oh yeah but it, it still had jonathan rise davies I, that name i don't know uh, wasn't he the big the, dude with the beard oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Others favor the idea that we are in a, I don't know, I don't want to blow your mind. It's probably something you've never heard of, but a simulation? Sound familiar? <laughs> I think I've heard that before. Maybe a little glitch in the Matrix? And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> it's pretty deep. I took the blue pill. It's so deep, we're like four episodes later still talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking. Somewhere, somewhere right now, Kevin Crispin's is like, I feel a disturbance in the forest. In the forest. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking topic keeps coming back up. So Fiona Broom, that sounds like a stage name. No, it sounds like a witch. That's true. <laughs> Fiona Broom. Well, Fiona is a witchy type of name, yeah. the, and the last name is Broom. Ooh, it's it's literally woman. I'm playing your favorite band, John. <laughs> Thank you, appreciate that. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's literally their their mode of conveyance. Yeah, right. So Fiona Broom is the one who kind of coined the term <laughs> Mandela effect, and she actually did it at Dragon Con in 2009. Okay, I don't even, what is Dragon it's Con? A, it's a, a sci-fi fantasy gaming convention, just like any others, you know, uh, Comic-Con. Can we, can we just stop it with the word con? No, no, I, convention, shorten it up. I ain't got You were talking earlier convention. about Blizzard Con and. Yeah, and it, you're like, what's that? I've never heard of it. And it's called BlizzCon, number one. Okay, sorry. Number two, I ain't got time to. Sound out Blizzard Convention? Blizzard Convention sounds like a bunch of people that with my body talk about their favorite treats How about mixed another- in ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the Heath Bar. Give me the Heath Bar. <laughs> no, I... Literally <laughs> say I'm sorry, go ahead. Never understood people that get gummy worms in, in no, Blizzards. Like, no, it doesn't they get the ice hard. cream. No, yeah, it no. doesn't... Anyway, uh... No. What about an expo? Could it could it be Dragon Expo? There are some expos, but you got to understand sometimes things are coined. There may be already a Dragon Expo, so they're Dragon Con. We're uh, dragging ass on this topic. Let's get going. Hey, <laughs> hey, that one is free as well. Well, uh, well, at that 2009 Dragon Con, she says that that's where this came about. And you go to her website, it says this isn't a conspiracy theory. It's not a mental health site, and this website isn't a so-called fake news, alternative facts, confabulation, or false memories. Obviously, this quote came from the last mm-hmm. year or so. <laughs> it's about real alternative history recalled with astonishingly similar details and points of reference by multiple unconnected people. And that seems to be true. I, I disagree. To a point. We're all connected, Brent. By the World Wide Web. And by love. <laughs> so since then, the topic has taken off. Mainstream appeal is, I think, what brought this topic to the forefront, because all of a sudden, like I said, a year ago, it got fever pitch. It went viral. And why is that? So many people relate. And the reason they relate is a lot of people, when you hear about these the examples, examples yeah. they go, oh, shit, I don't. that's what I thought. And it hits you hard. It's interesting. Most of the topics that we talk about, we do research on, obviously, and YouTube is, is one of the, our sources of research. It's... Uh, certainly 
the most accurate source of research. I mean, every YouTube video That's a is, given. is is truthful. Like even if the, like I just got the New King James version of the Bible, and and a lot of it just say see YouTube, see YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah in the, in the footnotes, obviously. Um, so many YouTubers that that make literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars a year. PewDiePie! Do, do, <laughs> no, I hope I don't know anyone no, nickel no, for saying that. PewDiePie, get it right. You can see I don't even pay attention. Um, obviously, we're big fans. So, PewDiePie! <laughs> I mean, Hysteria 51 is so much bigger than PewDiePie. You know. Is it PewDiePie or PewDiePie? I really don't know. You know what? I'm happy we don't know. Keep That's going. That's a good point. Um, so many of them have done multiple, multiple episodes and continue to do multiple episodes on the Mandela Effect because they keep coming up with new examples. Uh, try try to find that many modern day YouTubers doing uh, doing episodes on the Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna find it. We got YouTube's TV shows. You want to jump the shark, John? Podcast got in on it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Fucking podcasts. What'd you say? You started to say, and then I cut you off there. And you're not going to find uh, them doing, you know, the, the, the same YouTubers doing videos on things like <laughs> socioeconomic conditions <laughs> in third world countries. Yeah. I'm not European. I don't plan on ever being European. What I care if they're socialists, they could be fascist anarchists for all I care. And it still doesn't change <laughs> the fact that I don't own a car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the thing about this is it's got mass appeal because so many people were like, do you ever, do you ever watch the angry video game nerd videos on YouTube? That's angry video, AVGN? Uh, no, no, no. I, so, I mean, he just reviews video games, all sorts it, it, Nintendo, Atari, Sega, everything. And he makes videos that for each one that are fun, you know, very low budget, low key. Well, he did one. Oh, it's kind of like the show. He did one on. Mandela effect. And I don't want to go into the topics. Because There's a video game of Mandela those. effect. No, but there is where he was remembering things wrong. And he did a whole thing where it was other alternative realities bumping into one another. And they were other versions of himself were hunting him. And it was funny. And I'm just saying like, no, Seabot was tired of your story. Thanks, John. <laughs> don't direct that at me your so, robot did it i'm just getting at like all over the place this guy rev reviews video games and he's throwing mandela effect in on his on his shit so right so it, it's definitely permeated pop culture exactly i guess that was a much better way to talk about it than going into an avg and diatribe for four minutes more succinct perhaps but Maybe. yours might have been more entertaining did you say succinct because you do a little bit <laughs> oh i see what you, you do oh teacher johnny made fun of me <laughs> You know, let's go to a little bit of an early break because I, I want to get into the crazy aspects of this. I think I need to refresh my drink first, John. How's that sound? It sounds great. We'll be back on Hysteria 51 after this. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really... 
get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're 50% oh. off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And I, I, I feel like we just went to break. I don't know. Like it's got this eerie feeling. We just went to break. We're already back. 
You ever get that? This is the Mandela effect, not deja vu. Oh, man. I'm so easy. Which Deja Vu was, was a strip club. Uh, also a wonderful NES video game. Deja Vu? It, I, it was number two in a series. Did you ever play uh, Shadowgate? Uh, I'm familiar with it, but no, I didn't play Shadowgate, it. Shadowgate, then Deja Vu, and then the last one was The Uninvited. Wonderful point and click. You I, are a big point and click fan. I was too. I was Day of the Tentacle. Mm. Ooh, follow, I was follow up to Maniac Mansion. Yeah, Probably was, the best point and click ever. I was a big King's Quest uh well, five, six. I played them all now. While we're but on the, the topic, time... oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying that those were my those were my jam back in the day. While we're Sierra. on the, while we're on the topic, the coolest part about Maniac Mansion, when, if you got the if you got it when it came out on NES, you could take the hamster, put it in the microwave, turn it on, and the hamster exploded. <laughs> I had that version. Quickly, parents complained about that, <laughs> and they came out with another version where he would turn to the camera and say, "No, I'm not going to do that." Oh wow. Or maybe the microwave didn't work. Whatever it was, you could no longer explode the hamster. But I had the version where you could, so I felt pretty So cool. you were pretty much like the king of the block. I was the bee's knees, yeah. if you will. People like, hey, you guys want to go and just stare at John Goforth's Nintendo collection? No, just you want to go stare at John Goforth. <laughs> we could fuck him with stick like we did yesterday. <laughs> All right, so before we went to break, we kind of made the, the reference that this could be the meshing of parallel realities. I don't think you kind of made the reference. I think you directly <laughs> said it. This is This is it. How, John? How can that be? Well, if we live in a reality and there are other realities, parallel realities, there'd have to be a way to bridge the gap between those two. We'd almost need some sort of particle that you could almost collide with some sort of other particle. But it would have to go fast enough, Brent. With some sort of... Like if you could accelerate it? Yeah, and it would have to be large, and you needed something like a hadron particle collider if you place a picture side by side of the hadron collider and the aztec calendar there's an eerie similarity between the two shut up giorgio (laughs) but we are not saying that the aztec calendar has anything to do with mandela effect however some people do believe that cern are you familiar with cern cern is of concern to a lot of people yeah it's it's over in europe it's on the border of switzerland and france i believe yeah and it's the world's largest and most powerful particle collider how powerful is it well in 2010 when they turned this bastard on what did everyone think was going to happen? They were worried that perhaps they might create a black hole there underground <laughs> and, like and how, destroy the entire fucking planet. I love how scientists are like, that is barely even a possibility. No, just barely. <laughs> What's even better about scientists? Turn it on. That's what it sounded like. Hey, we didn't destroy the world. That's awesome. Hey, what should we do next? <laughs> Call Tim the tool man to have him rewired it so get a little more power <laughs> out of it. some more power this fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so what does it do there? Well, they, they smash shit into one another. Yeah, well, they, It's like a te- crash test dummies for science. They're able to create more energy than they ever thought they yeah. could. And by doing that, they actually can discover new elements. That- it's huge collider. They are taking particles and putting them almost at like 99% the speed of light, crashing them into one another, and it actually creates elements, exotic matter. They even think last year, now they saw like the optical spectrum of antimatter, like a, one or two particles. That's so, the first time they've ever thrown out the word antimatter and maybe really was. That's nuts that scientists actually use that term and it's not just Star Trek The Next Generation. And that, that was actually just you know a few months ago, at the end of 2016. Black holes they've talked about, maybe ripping the Earth apart and destroying... Well, they made antimatter, so what's next? Yeah. 
So the, the point being that people believe that all of this messing with particles, creating antimatter, doing whatever they're doing, might not be ripping a hole in the universe, but it might be making weak spots. Yeah, like two things. Either it's causing a glitch, so to speak, in the Matrix, or it's taking our universe and making it bump into another one and causing these weird anomalies to where all growing up i could have sworn that john you know had a brother and then one day you're like no i got a sister are you sure like shit like that now that's on a on a micro scale but you know like the wachowski brothers (laughs) right (laughs) i thought i had a brother oh you've got a sister yeah (laughs) so they think that they form alternate realities or time tangents think of back to the future part two the people that were living in that biff alternate time reality where biff owns everything they didn't know they were and in for a different some tangent. reason there are large towers just shooting out flames in hill valley that's always in the future like every weird zombie movies there's just small piles that are on fire <laughs> like, have you ever been at any sort of disaster there's like hey look at that look at that pile of fire i saw the uh we, we, we talked about this a uh, handful of episodes ago the train to um, train yeah i don't know it's the Cur- south korean south korean zombie, zombie movie. movie train to busan you dumb asses and they get they finally get off the train and you know they it, it's the zombie apocalypse yep. but for some reason everywhere there are just piles of yeah. fire hey mr strickland see a geometry class <laughs> or whatever <laughs> i forget back to the future but part deuce but that's what they yelled at him and starts gunning slackers down you're all hey, slackers you're all slackers so this this whole theory is based on the principles of quantum mechanics and they hold that people who experience the mandela effect have slid sliders again between the two realities so we're now going to take you through a probably a 45 minute treatise on quantum mechanics in 1942 a german man by the name of no <laughs> we're kidding we'll just pretend like we all understand it yeah, yeah. I have a, a full, my head is wrapped around quantum mechanics, John. I understand the basics of what they're saying, though. Whether no, it, yeah. Whether it be alternate realities bumping into each other or whether, whether it be just a weakening of the fabric of our reality and allowing other realities to bleed, uh, in. bleed in, what they're saying essentially is that, yes, that thing that you thought happened back in the day did happen. However, our reality has changed and you still have the memory because you're still you. Mm-hmm. But the reality around you has changed. Whereas somewhere there might be someone who thought of it the way that you did. And it is right. You know, they're in that other reality because Correct. there's an unlimited amount. You know what they say? You, you set a, a chimpanzee in front of a typewriter long enough and they'll give you, you know, Shakespeare. Well, there's an infinite number of... I didn't know they say that. Well, they, they me, my family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's an infinite... Every Christmas, we rented a chimpanzee from the zoo <laughs> and brought out an arrow typewriter. Go, Mr. Giggles, go! <laughs> it didn't work out. There are so many worlds. Now, this isn't realities. There's so many worlds out there that they say that it's... Parallel higher... universes. No, I'm just talking about planets. Oh, okay. I'm not... That it is a higher probability that there is someone out there that is not only, you know, could look like me, but has made the same decisions as me as not. Because can, there can are I, multiple can I be honest? trillions of, of planets. That scares the living shit out of me. <laughs> now think of that army of me existing in other realities also. You know the one? I'm Jet gonna... Lee became the one because he killed them all? Mm-mm. We're all teaming together. We're like Voltron. I am going... <laughs> I'm high form the head! Remember on the simulation theory episode where Kevin talked about crawling into the corner in the fetal position? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that right now thinking about there being thousands of you. <laughs> 
we, we are legion. We are many. So that's something to, to fall asleep to at night, John. But getting back to the basic premise, extra universes out there bleeding into ours. Things happen in those. We remember them. However, our reality, it didn't happen. Much like in simulation theory, where history can be changed based on what happens in the future. Yeah, the the double slit experiment. The double slit experiment. So that's not the only things. People also say that many people think the Illuminati, the NWO, reptilians are messing with our minds and memories, planning fake ones. You know, MK Ultra shit, but on a global scale. So they are making you think that Nelson Mandela, he really did die in prison, but then they go, you know what, we're going to change that because we want to be all hunky-dory and make him more docile. And they pump out these other thoughts. And some of us still remember... Like, what was it, that Jodie Foster movie where they took oh, her daughter? Contact. And they took her daughter. Oh, she's like, that, I remember. Con- I don't think that no. was. No, that wasn't Contact. She's like, I remember my daughter. And they're like, no, the aliens took her. Like, it's that shit. Like, some people just are seeing through behind the veil, so to speak. I am so fucking tired. We've been doing this podcast for almost a year now. And I could not be more tired of this whole, there is this puppet government, but there are actually these people behind the scenes, behind the scenes, running the whole fucking thing. And I couldn't be more tired of you having the fucking wool over your eyes and not thinking that that's real. Why Why did you change your name from Rothschild? I always want to ask you that. Like, was there? Was it spiritual reasons? or It doesn't matter. Keep going. I just don't believe there are, that pe- there are people out there that are that powerful that they could literally warp everyone in the whole world to think, oh, oh. Oh, no, I'm not saying that maybe that they're, you know, the reptilians and them aren't working together. But you also don't think that there is any Illuminati or NWO. And I don't see how there's someone in the world so stupid as you, John. Go for it. I absolutely know the NWO is real real hey woo, too sweet too sweet so other people say that it's a spiritual awakening and our third eye or our chakras i guess are going in line and and we're we're all of a sudden having glimpses into these other realities and we're we're broadening our own horizons and it's it's bleeding in horse shit other you lost me yeah it's it's out there other the multiverse is imploding into a singularity. So there's trillions of universes and they're slowly like they were ex they were going out. Now they're coming back in like from the Big Bang, which actually this ties into CERN and uh, the particle accelerator. It also ties into the Big Bang and because, everything. Well, yeah, meaning there are all of these alternate dimensions, alternate universes. But because of what we did at CERN, they are all colliding now and going to turn into the singularity. And when that happens, existence will cease to exist. <laughs> what what ceased to exist? Existence. Existence. Wow. I can't wait for you two to cease to exist. You know what? We have been nice to you. We've ignored you on this whole episode. Be nice to us. I'll ask you to fuck right off, good sir. All right. He's done awful things to people, and he'll do awful things to you. Be careful, Brent. Are these small changes just the tip of an iceberg, and the large changes are still out on the horizon, or is this just what it is? Well, I think there's one more thing that we should touch on, uh, The possi- one more possibility. And what's that? Simulation theory. We, we alluded to it before. <sighs> You're you're sick of that. I'm sick of simulation theory. Makes me think, John. I know, I know. But if simulation theory is true, if we do live in the matrix, if all of this is a simulation, then it is simply use the term before, but it is simply a glitch in the matrix. Something a program got rewritten uh, for one reason or another. Someone left a one and a zero in the wrong place when they're redoing it. Yeah, I mean, 
It, it, it checks out. Damn it, Ted! <laughs> Ted! Go change the fucking program! I told you it's 110, not 011. <laughs> Uh-oh. Now everyone's skin's purple. Fuck. <laughs> Better so, change it. you know what? We, we did this episode a little bit different. Because I did the research on the Mandela effect so that we could look into it because I had John keep a blind eye to it. John was familiar with the term, but he had a really, blind third eye. Yeah, he hadn't really looked into it. And so I had him not look at examples because I wanted to throw some examples out and see where he falls on this. So here comes examples of the Mandela effect that you and I at home will learn about at the same time. And I, I guess we're going to figure out, you're going to ask me if you, if one or the other, yeah. and I'm going to tell you which one I think is true. So the first one I want to start with, we've already talked about, and we know what's true, but I want to know, did you, th- what did you think? When did Nelson Mandela die? Before you knew about the Mandela effect, when did you think he died? So it's weird. I never understood why they call, I knew what the Mandela effect was. I never understood why they called it that before I did, I, I did research. I just mm-hmm. didn't look at examples. Because I always knew that he got out of prison and, mm. you know, I mean, he he was kind of an international. So pe- did I. International peace and rock star. And when he got out of prison, it was huge. It was huge news. Like yeah. the fact that people thought he died then, I don't understand. That now, was that was more of a Mandela effect to me. Like, what? We're going to go to the producer's booth real quick because Lisa's in there. When do you, she's not on mic, but when did you think he died? I have no idea. <laughs> she has no idea. <laughs> what? She, who's, Nelson, no, who's Nelson Mandela? <laughs> yeah, I, I is that the guy from The Simpsons? Yeah, yeah. Was that cousin Balky's other cousin? He, he was such a huge figure that I think you had to have your head in the sand to not know when he died. Right. Um, so th- that that part no, surprised no, me. Nothing against producer Lisa. <laughs> that came off dick. But yeah. All right. So the I'm one, glad I'm not sleeping in your house tonight. The, this one and you know not either. <laughs> This one, John, I, I know you've probably heard about it, but I'm going to go with it anyway, because this is the one that blows my fucking mind. When we were kids, there was a book, and it was about a family of bears. What was the name of that family of bears? Goldilocks? And the, <laughs> that's not what you're going with. Do you remember? Do you remember? The, yeah, the so you're, bear, you're, bear? Uh, you're talking about the Berenstein Bears. Yes. I remember it. As you did, the Berenstein Bears. Oh and yeah, there were all the little uh, the little books. They had the, I, did they have the gold uh, on the on the well all those kids book on the spine. Yeah, yeah. It's the Berenstein Bears, S T A I N, and I do well, that not just sounds dirty. Remember it as Berenstein at all? B E R E N S T A I N, and when you look at it, it doesn't even look right. Do, uh, do, you, do you really remember it as the Berenstein Bears? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. Why is that one like? Almost universal, like the the Berenstain guy who wrote it's like, no, nah, I wrote it to Steed. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I like... even I even remember the the look of the not type, but but the logo they use because yep. the the Berenstain bear. Mm-hmm. I I don't remember seeing an A in there. I, could it be like the the way in which they wrote it kind of looked? But it like was. Steen? It looks completely different, you know and. I you know uh, some people went back and they found some examples where it was e but a lot of people say those are photoshopped or just mis mistypes you know in 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 categories so I don't know that one that one made me go yeah that's mm. crazy yeah I'm gonna sing you a little song you're gonna fill in the the parts my baloney has a first name it's H O M E R I remember that <laughs> no but for real my baloney has a first name it's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. Yeah. Oscar Meyer. I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say 
because Oscar Mayer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. So, <laughs> sorry, I had to get that out. Uh, a, a lot of people say that when they were young, it's Oscar Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R. And I think that's just because the Meyer, M-E-Y-R, is like the, the normal spelling. The normal, right. But that song was, I don't know, I guess my dad sang it. It was so wait, drilled so in my head. The people that are, are wrong think it's M-E-Y. Yeah. I it, was correct. Is yes, what you're saying. it's M-A-Y. And I remember okay. it as M-A-Y. Yeah, because the song, that, that, that's, I, if you would have asked me that without the song. Yeah. I pro I might have gotten it wrong, but with the song, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I definitely remember that. But yep. that that also could be a generational thing. People that are ten years our junior mm-hmm. might, you know, in their mid twenties right now, might might not know that song. That is true. So maybe it's just one of those. Well, Meyer, Michael Meyer, the movie. Right, right, right. There's a show about some women who like to have sex. It takes place. Uh, sex in the city. Yeah. Did you know that that is not a show? There has never been a show called Sex in the City. There's a show called Sex and the City. There was never a show called Sex in the City. It's funny you say that. Like, think about when you say it real quick, Sex in the City. Did I say in or and? It, yeah, I think it was just one of those things. But then when you see it and it's written as and, you're like, that just seems weird. That, I was feel, looking that it feels up. dirty. Now, here's another one that, that fucking knocked my Aunt Connie's socks off. This one has to go back to Star Wars, original Star Wars. One C-3PO has a silver fucking leg. He is not all gold. One of his legs is silver. Wow, really? Do you remember that? No. And when you go I, back, I, I, it's I, silver as a motherfucker. Then he's got a, like a red arm now, right? Yeah, and he has a silver leg in the first The one. whole time. Like, yeah, from, it's from the knee down, bright fucking silver. Well, where's the origin story on that? It was one of those things where they, didn't go, they were going into how he was... He was fixed or made up of other parts, blah, blah, sure. blah, blah, blah. Wow. And the toys, you know, saving money is all gold. So that I think that's maybe why a lot of the people just remember him as all gold. But I did not remember that at all. And then you go and you look at, like, cut scenes. And I watched on YouTube. And there he is. And it, you can't not see it. <laughs> Bigger than Dallas, it's a silver leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. I did, no, I had no idea about that. So here's one that uh, actually... The guy who was part of this one did an awesome April Fool's this year. Sinbad. Do you remember Sinbad being in a movie as a genie? A uh, house guest. <laughs> so Sinbad, I, 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 I kid you not. I loved that movie when I was you really? Oh, house guest was awesome. He gets, gets all the, the yuckety yucks drunk on the wine. <laughs> yuckety yucks. Oh, yeah. It's great. Do you remember him ever playing a genie? I do not. A lot of people say that he was in a movie called... Um, Shazam, and he played a genie, and he never was. And in fact, this year on April Fool's Day, he released a video, and it looked like a badly dubbed VHS movie, and it was just a snippet of the '90s movie with him as as a genie. Now, so there, there was a there was a movie called Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal, uh, the blue chip himself, the giant gross toe one. <laughs> was was Kazam a genie? But I, Shaq and Sinbad are not. Um, interchangeable. You know, but Sinbad at that time was at the height of his career. He's a big guy. Maybe they just put the two together in their mind. Big guys, popular, you know. Yeah, I, I, that was, that is not one that registers for me. No, me either. I just, I don't see it. All right. So here's a, a Disney one for you. The Queen and Snow White. All right. She wants to know who is the fairest of them all. What does she say? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? No, she doesn't. She never said that. She does say magic mirror on the wall. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, like that's something that everyone says mirror, mirror. And I remember it as that. 
But she says magic mirror on the Mad- wall. Magic mirror. It doesn't even sound as, it doesn't go. I had, I a, roommate, I had a roommate in college with a Coke problem who, who also. He had a magic oh, mirror. He had a magic mirror. Hey, uh, before you go to bed, can I lick your mirror? <laughs> <laughs> he was talking to himself, which is weird. <laughs> He's looking at the mirror. Okay, before you go to bed. <laughs> oh, so Fruit Loops. How do you spell Fruit Loops? That's breakfast cereal. Um, okay, is this a trick question? Uh, I, uh, F-R-U-I-T-L-O-O-P-S. Everyone spells it F-R-U-I-T-L-L-O-P-S. It's actually spelled F-R-O-O-T-L-O-O-P-S. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And I always remember the two O's on the last word. I don't remember them in the first word. But yeah. You're not going to tell me Captain Crunch is not C-A-P apostrophe N. No, it's, it's Admiral Crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> the Monopoly Man. All right. Describe him to me. What are his distinguishing features? Um. Uh, well, he's got a fat face, a top hat, a, 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 a I think a long tail coat. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know if it's a a tux or not. Um. He he just looks like a yuckety yuck. Does he have a monocle? No. Does he have a cane? He, no. Does he have a top hat? Yes. Everyone thinks of him as having a monocle, and he does not. You are right does not have a monocle. I don't really know. I, that's not some, one that I could actually say one way or another. Um, even in movies where they, they've portrayed him like, what was it, Ace Ventura 2? He had a monocle. And when they, they, they draw him on things, Lisa's holding up a picture of him from online, and he's got a monocle. Those are not the real uh, Monopoly man. He does not have a the monocle. The only monocle I ever think of is the peanut guy. Um, Planner's Peanuts, mm-hmm. whatever that guy, I don't know mm-hmm. what his name is. But. So here's one for you. Good movie, an amazing movie called Silence of the Lambs. Hannibal Lecter. Oh, I love that movie. He speaks to Clarice for the Clarice. first time. What's he say to her? Hello, Clarice. Everyone thinks he says that. He doesn't. He says, good evening, Clarice. Really? Yeah. When she first meets him, the line is said, however, in the sequel, Hannibal, as a nod to that, he does say, hello, Clarice. Making fun of the misquote. I thought I thought you were going to tell me that he didn't want to... Uh, Pair her liver with fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> nice Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, I think that's what everyone always goes. Hello, Caris. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. That 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 one is lodged in it, my head. It's just like Luke. I am your father. He never said that. Like, like but Tommy you, Boy did. You know. When you say Fruit Loops. Okay, <laughs> going I, back to the, yeah. Who I, knows? I, whatever. Yeah. But I remember Hello, Clarice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last one. Curious George. Did he have a tail or did he not have a tail? No. No tail. Yeah, a lot of people remember him having a tail. No tail. A lot of people say he had a tail when they grew up. However, I did always wonder if the man with the yellow hat was secretly kind of a weirdo. Man with the yellow hat who always wears a trench coat and nothing underneath. (laughs) Get back here, curious, George. I got something curious for you to investigate. (laughs) Yeah, I took it to a six and you took it to an 11. All right. Well, I mean, we're going to crank up CERN. (laughs) We're going to crank me up, baby. All right, John. So if it's not an alternative reality is causing all these things, good job on the test, especially describing uh, Monopoly Man to me, by the way. But if it's not these weird alternative realities and crazy sci-fi reasonings, what could it be? Well, a leading psychological theory holds that memory is constructive, not reproductive. Uh, so you build it. I, right, right. The, the brain builds memories out of various bits and pieces of information on the fly, as opposed to like playing them back like a recording. They call it confabulation. <laughs> we 
should sound like something your parents caught you doing at 12. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like something you did in this room earlier today. Uh, memories aren't pure. Uh, <laughs> going along with what you did in this room earlier. Sorry, so, I had a mouthful of... Uh, I don't. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> a delicious beverage. Uh, they can be distorted by any number of factors, including bias, association, imagination, and even peer pressure. Memory is fallible. The list of psychological and social factors that can disrupt and distort recollection is really long. A, a term that I heard while looking this up, that I found interesting, is memories that wire together fire together. What that means is that when you remember something. You will remember things based off of how you learn them. Like you ask someone, was like Benjamin you, Franklin? You learned ever? it by rhyming, like what you just said. Yeah. You were easily able to remember that. Well, people always say, was Benjamin Franklin a president? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. He wasn't. Why do They so also many, say that about uh, Alexander Hamilton. Uh, why do they do that? A lot of people remember them because they were learning the forefathers, the founders of our nation, and they learned those people together. So you, you think, oh, okay. Well, we had Washington, we had Jefferson, we had Benjamin Franklin, all these people, and they just go together. And it's not because you you actually learn he was a president. It's because you learn those things together. They were wired together, and they fire back. You think presidents, he's tangled in there, and it comes out. Or you believe that when they say the four fathers, it's actually a euphemism for the four horsemen of the apocalypse because <laughs> the Illuminati actually run the entire world. I don't know if you know this or not, and I, I've made this deal already. There's only four horsemen of the apocalypse. I'm going to walk. I'm not really into horses, so your luck. <laughs> Thank you, Seabot. <laughs> that was a that was a pity rim shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's deserved. I liked it. That's deserved. I like the rim shot better. Remember, a, a memory is made up of a network of neurons in the brain that that store memory, right? Uh, the physical location of a memory in the brain is often called an engram or memory trace. So prior learning creates a framework for similar memories to be stored in close proximity. It's it's kind of like uh, your brain's Dewey Decimal System. It, it puts all the similar things yeah. in one place. Although we might think of memories as being strengthened when like recalled, like you, you think back to the time you mm -hmm. were six, you think that memory gets stronger. The truth is actually a lot more complex. Uh, uh, recalling a memory reactivates those neurons. That's true. Uh, that comprise the memory trace, spurring them to form even new connections. The problem is that altered circuitry then becomes stable again, and it, it could be reconsolidated. But that reconsolidating, it, it takes a memory apart and puts it back together, and, and that makes it vulnerable to losing its fidelity. And that means that you remember things differently. And that's also why when you're driving past something, you see a billboard and you think of a song that has nothing to do with it, it's because somewhere in your mind you've associated, well, there's a picture of a car and it's red and it makes me think of, you know... Conway Twitty. I don't know why I was searching for any musical artist that I came up with Conway Twitty. And that's what you came up with. And you think of, hello, darling. <laughs> nice to see you. Don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. <laughs> but what do we call those? We call them false memories. Mm. I just call them facts because that's what I'm sticking to, whatever I say. Your, your, your neurons misfire because you put them back together the wrong way. It's a game I like to play. <laughs> so oftentimes these false memories can actually be planted in the cultural zeitgeist by like one or two people or instances, and they spread like wildfire. So like the, the Shazam Sinbad thing, right? Yeah, that's an innocuous example. I mean, like, uh, no big deal. One person somewhere probably put it on Reddit at some point, and, they, and then uh, it just... It spread, and someone goes, I, I, I kind of remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds right. 
An awful example is the McMartin preschool trial. Mm, what's that, John? That sounds nothing terrible about that. So, yeah, whenever preschool and trial are involved, <laughs> it's not going to be good. So the McMartin preschool trial was about a daycare sexual abuse case in the 1980s. It became the longest and most expensive criminal trial in American history. Members of the McMartin family and other employees were charged with numerous acts of sexual abuse of children that were in their care, often involving satanic rituals. Why? Why? Always. Every fucking topic. Satanic rituals. And yeah. and pedophilia. Now, admittedly. Oh, yeah. Pedophilia. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're becoming immune to it. Oh, yeah. Pedophilia. <laughs> Um, now, admittedly, this was this was in the eighties, and that was like the height of yeah. uh, this the the terror. I stubbed my toe. Was. Did you worship Satan? Satan? Yeah. So the accusations were made in nineteen eighty three. Arrests and pretrial investigation ran from eighty four to eighty seven. Wow. The trial ran from eighty seven to ninety. How'd you like to be sequestered for that jury? Oh fuck! And after six years of criminal trials, no convictions were obtained. And all charges were dropped in 90. The, the case was part of a daycare sex abuse hysteria. There was a lot of these cases back then. Mm -hmm. And also a moral panic over alleged satanic rituals that we talked about that happened in the, in the 80s and 90s. Several hundred children were interviewed by the Children's Institute International, some fucking outfit in L.A. The, the interviewing techniques used during the investigations were highly suggestive and invited children and maybe even pressured them to pretend or speculate about supposed events that happened. By spring of 1984, it was claimed that 360 children had been abused. Many believe the questioning itself may have led to false memory syndrome among the children who were questioned. I mean, I mean one example, a child actually identified none other than Chuck Norris as one of their abusers. Chuck Norris! <sighs> I mean, we could do an entire episode on this clusterfuck. Yeah. And, and, and who knows? Maybe we will in the you future. You know what this sounds amazingly like? The West Memphis Three. You've got satanic ritual shenanigans going on, people screaming, the devil, the devil, the devil. you got children involved, and you've got leading interviews of people that diminished intelligence because of, you know, they're younger, they're susceptible. In that case, he was... He had a lower IQ, and you can get them to say pretty much whatever you want and, if you lead them down the right path. And you can make them think it's true. So false memories can happen two ways. Mm -hmm. We mentioned before they enter the cultural zeitgeist mm -hmm. through through something like Reddit, or you have really shitty adults impressing their thoughts and their needs and their wants on young, impressionable minds. And that's what happened here. You look at these things, these horrible things like this, people with false memories and the way that your, your mind can be rewired. And you think that that's what's happening with all these things. Berenstein Bears and Jif Peanut Butter, not Jiffy Peanut Butter, and all these other examples. Or do you think that it is CERN cranked up and we're we're bumping into other universes and going down time tangents on our way to some singularity where we all go and out of existence. I'm sorry. You, you said peanut butter. All I could think of was choosy uh, mom's shoes. Jif. No, <laughs> uh, my dog. What? Where are you going with this? Uh, a dog. Brian. Uh, from, uh, Brian from family guy. Yeah. Peanut butter, jelly, peanut Pe butter, jelly, peanut butter, jelly with a baseball bat. Thank you. Steve. Thank you. See, that was well timed. I mentioned in our simulation theory episode that I do believe in simulation theory. Yeah. So the my only conclusion here, if if these are real, it's via a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. I, I don't think we're bubbling around into other universes. Unless that's part of the matrix or the simulation, John. I mean. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, touche. I, I guess I, I I can't argue with that. You know but... what? I'm going to go with you on this one because I I don't I don't see Sir. I we know CERN can do some weird shit because science is like eh, maybe on a lot of stuff. You know, maybe we'll destroy the planet. Maybe we're just going to have a grand old time. But we're going to discover some new elements. Maybe along the we way. get an extra box for the periodic table, yeah. or maybe we destroy the solar system. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> let's, let's see, see which one. Happens. Let's see which one fits. But yeah, like if it is a simulation theory, I guess anything can happen. You know, so you can't really say no. But I think that the way your mind is put together is something that we are just now starting to grasp and it is easy to tell yourself things it's true the people you hear people say like they've told the lie so many times they think it's true themselves well guess what i think that does happen people believe something they 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 they, they tell the lie look at look at brian williams you know he he told that lie and all the lies he told so many times that he probably did lose track of the truth yeah you know, like, the, like the story you tell about the first time you got laid mm-hmm. yeah. yeah thursday <laughs> <laughs> like, oh the hey, truth comes out the Tropicana bus breaks down. It happens. The Tropicana girls need somewhere to go. Just it's, happened to be it's the end of Wayne's World too. That was actually the Hawaiian tropics. These are girls who are really, really into orange juice. Orange juice. <laughs> and you're not thinking of Wayne's World too. You're thinking of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> like, hey, hey, you want to have sex with me? I'm from Mandela Effect. Mandela Effect. It happened. <laughs> Hysteria Nation, how many of you remember that on Where's World 2? Right in. Hysteria Nation, how many of you experienced the Mandela Effect? Which one of these do you guys remember? Other than Berenstein Bears, because I know all of you remember Berenstein. Yeah, that's a if really good one. If one of you one. says Berenstain Bears, I will pay for your ticket to come to Chicago so I can punch you in your goddamn commie face. Uh, he's serious about that, so right in. As long as that ticket is on the blue line. <laughs> from uh, from over at the airport, or he'll 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 buy your bus ticket. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not Greyhound, whatever <laughs> shitty bus line, whatever's under, whatever that. I can find under Greyhound. <laughs> Welcome to the Labrador Express. It, it, this whole CERN thing has me concerned. Like, what if somebody just sneaks in there and and, and just starts playing games with the, I, I, the I'm part pretty of? Sure. Oh, oh, hold on. Imagine. Okay. All right. Tonight we've replaced CERN's particles. With new Folgers crystals. <laughs> Let's see if they notice. <laughs> Angry. <laughs> I don't think the CERN genitorial staff is left to their own devices from 8 p.m. till 9 a.m. I don't know. There's a video online of the CERN staff uh, dancing along to the Pharrell song, Happy. <laughs> uh, there really is. And actually, that goes back down to the Mandela effect. Uh, there's one physicist in the video that has two placards around his neck, okay? The top placard says bond one. Okay, so you could you could think, okay, maybe they're talking about like covalent bonds or something like that. They're scientists. But if you go a little deeper, the f- bond one, are they talking about the first James Bond? The first James Bond was actually a guy by the name of Barry Nelson on television. Last name Nelson, Nelson Mandela, boom, boom. Mind blown. Finkle and Einhorn, Finkle and Einhorn, Finkle and Einhorn. Someone was stretching on that one. It is in the Happy video. You can go watch it on YouTube right now. So what say you, Hysteria Nation? Which one of these Mandela effects do you guys think is the most prominent other than Berenstein Bears? Because we all know that's true. Which ones did we miss? Which ones are your favorite ones? Let us know. John, tell them how they can let us know. Well, the very first way you can do it is go to Facebook.com and search Hysteria Nation. Join the discussion. Hop on there right now and tell us what you remember, what you don't, and where we were wrong. 
If you don't want to do that and you'd rather find us on Twitter, we're at Hysteria51Pod. You can visit our website, Hysteria51.com, or you can leave us a voicemail, Brent. That's right, 773-669-7277. And if you call at 1 o'clock in the morning, we're not going to answer. If you call at any time, we're not going to answer. It's also true. Conspiracy about might, but don't don't talk to them because it's going to be nonsense. <laughs> it, it, it'll be ugly. <laughs> but we do want you to leave us a voicemail, and we've got one to play. From who is it, John Lobo over at Project Archivist? Uh, hello? I was told to call this number, and I was also told by the voices in my head that Conspiracy Bot is a dickbag. Yeah. Anyway, it's Lobo from Project Archivist. Been listening to the show. Think it's great. Think more people should be calling into your show. You guys put on a nice little show there. It's funny. And, uh, you know, I like to think that I'm not a meat sack. Keep up the good work. Peace. I don't think he liked Conspiracy Bot very much. Fuck that no talent hack. I feel like you guys must be having an offline conversation that we're not aware of. He wants the Robo D. You can hear it in his voice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm staying. This probably goes back to when he was fucking with their feed and jumping on their show and messing with it. So you mean making their show better by adding me? I think he had that one coming. I think grab him by the pussy. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. I bet. All right. Last but not least, Hysteria Nation, if you can do us a favor and head over to Apple Podcasts, better known as iTunes to you or CastBox, and leave us a rating and a review. Five stars, if you will. But let us know where we've done the great job or where you'd like to see us improve. Well, where you'd like to see Brent improve and, <laughs> and, and me just continue to do the great job that I do. That's exactly right. So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.